I need to get gear still. Well, I gotta shut off the alarm. to the guys podcast roundtable today we're talking about men's mental health uh this is kind of in response to an article that was put up on our facebook page and we've had some uh good responses to that people interacting with that and people wanting to talk about it we want to start by saying one real quick thing we are not professionals daryl is the least professional among us (laughs) (laughs) But we thought it would be a good idea to talk about our impressions of mental health issues, specifically for men. We're going to be asking questions, talking with each other, and this might raise questions that we can all answer on our own. The intent here is to make this a safe conversation to have, because all too often it's not a safe conversation for people to have. So that's where we're at. So if we say something that's way offside, or we say something that is incorrect, please don't go uh, too hard on us. Just, uh, that's what we're doing. We just want to have this discussion and see where this goes. And Guys is a podcast about relating to other guys, and mental health is one of the ways we struggle with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because if this podcast is about men's friendships and being open and vulnerable with each other, I mean, what what other thing is harder to talk about? It's not easy, right? Politics. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Well, I think we can get into like why, like why it's hard and everything, but what is mental health? Like what is mental health? Like that can mean so many different things. That's what I struggle with is like one guy can be talking about his mental health problems and he could be like, I get nervous when I talk in a crowd and then there's another guy who could be like on severe, heavy medication about to commit suicide. And we lump that in as mental health. Like what are, what are, when we're having this discussion, what are we talking about? Well, I think though, um, in the same vein, somebody could sit, like have high blood pressure and that's just like a, a health issue. Um, somebody else could have like stage four liver disease or something, right? And they're, they're both health issues, right? So sometimes I think, um, it can, like it, it is that, it is that big. It can cross that, that much or cover that much. Like a spectrum? Yeah, for sure. So what you're saying is when I also, also I want to say, I actually, I actually think this conversation, um, it's good that there's. Uh, that it's not like mental health professionals having this conversation because this is um, this helps shed light on like the some of the issues that maybe men have even discussing it because um, if like if we're just like regular guys 
and we're trying to like grapple with this stuff, right? Then that's probably a good indication of what's like what other guys are um the same struggles maybe they have in relating to this, right? As opposed to like people who are like this is what I study and then I just talk about it all the time and like blah 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 blah. So mental health less as a subject heading more as a broad spectrum. So let's just let's go right away. Let's go there. Who in this room has struggled with mental health? Or if you're not willing to admit that, has had a friend who has struggled with mental health? Like, is that everyone? I'd say both. Both. I'd say both for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would say both. I mean, I think everybody's got probably friends or family that have have gone through it. And if I look at my own life, there there are definitely things that while they weren't diagnosed at the time, I've been told in retrospect that I've found coping mechanisms that other people take two years to get to the bottom of. That's a really good jump off point because I think a lot of a lot of what stereotypical being a man is is the burying of the things that are now what we call mental health. Like men's mental health, I think at some point was do you have a physical mental disorder that is on this really narrow spectrum of like you're incapable of carrying on in a normal daily life because of this thing versus struggles, just struggles that cause you to not function in a day-to-day basis without inhibitions. Like you're, you're constantly struggling with self and mind versus your, what you're in your surroundings. So are you saying that the definition has been broadened to include more than it used to? I would, I would think so. I don't know if that's a good point, Daryl. Like, I don't know if it's clinically broadened, but it's definitely broader now. I would think that we're sitting here as four normal guys having a conversation. I would feel like it's a broader spectrum conversation. Three normal guys and you. Three normal guys <laughs> and me. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. I think that's a good, uh, Phil brought up a good point because I was going to say... Um, I think I struggled with um, some mental health issues probably several years ago. Um, I think I like I probably went through like maybe like a mild depression. I don't know if it was like serious or severe, but it was. Um, but I only know that like looking retrospectively at the time, I wouldn't have thought that. I just would have felt the like, you know, I'm just like really I'm feeling like kind of aimless I don't know like I lack like motivation I'm like tired a lot but like I don't know what I'm doing and I probably wouldn't have called it mild depression I probably wouldn't have called it mental health anything kind of like what um and what Phil was saying um but I would have tried to like cope with it in like some way and and being a guy probably would have um, prohibited me from even wanting to call it depression because that would like, you know, so I would almost want to just downplay it. I would want to like, be like, man, I don't know. I'm just like trying to figure things out or, Oh, I don't know. I just like kind of feel like, you know, whatever. But like to kind of get into mental health stuff almost then like now, I mean, then we can probably get into this later, but now we're like getting into things like, that's like a weakness, 
you know, as guys, like we see it. And then, you know, that's, that's what we want to shy away from. Yeah, um, but that's, that's my point. It's not your gut reaction to want to discuss it. And that's a good, that's a good point. Now, is it even now? Is it a gut reaction now? Like even some of the stuff that I'm dealing with currently, I don't know if I want to dive into it. My, my gut reaction is to push it down, but I could be teetering on depression. Yeah. Very easily. I could be right on the edge of being sort of okay or slipping off the edge. So are you struggling with like, if you start getting into it and talking about it and that's when it like really actually kicks in or the more you avoid it and the more you push it down, the more further away you get from it? I don't know if that's part of the, if that's just part of this, the stigma, the thing that I've been fed. Like I grew up in a family where you didn't talk about feelings. You just didn't talk about feelings. You didn't get into that stuff. So for me to be like, you know what, I'm struggling with these things right now and I'm holding on by a thread right now, but within, you know, within three, four other bad things happening, I could be right off the edge. And that's not something that I instinctively want to get into. I instinctively want to recognize it and then be like, hey, you better get your stuff together and stop letting yourself slide that way because if you get to that point, no one's going to be there to grab you. Yeah. I do, I do struggle, though, with the, like, weakness side of it. Like, that word is, like, huge for me in it because I still can't see a way around it. What do you mean you can't see around it? So let's say you have two people applying for a job the same job. One guy says, Oh, I'm uncomfortable. I'm cool. Already. The other guy says, Oh yeah, I'm good. But you know, I sometimes struggle with depression and I can have bouts of anxiety. Yeah. You're not getting the job. I, 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 I instinctively, I'm like, well, that's scary. Yeah, so yeah. the last thing I ever want to do show weakness is show that anxiety or depression side that can come out of me because that should be a, that is a scary thing in my mind. So, because who knows when that's going to show up. Now, I know that that could be a lot of other things too. Like anything can kind of pop up, but that's where I struggle with the whole weakness side of things. Did, um, I mean, what if you swapped out, like you said, bouts of depression or anxiety that would prevent you from coming to work? What if you swapped out Oh, just so you know, like even in my job, in an office job, um, if you said, oh, I have a dicky back and every now and then it really acts up and I won't be able to make it into work. Like, for, Is one more acceptable than the other, socially speaking? Oh, yes. for sure. 100%. I agree. Daryl, what do you think? Whatever is it? a dicky back is. It's a bad <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my, my back's just been real dicky lately. <laughs> Whoa. If we weren't recording, there would be things said right I'm now. I'm fairly certain there would be. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, why is that more... I agree, I agree that it would be more acceptable. But would someone coming into an interview say, like, right right at the end of the interview, oh, just so you know, I have a bit of a bad back and I'm going to miss one day a month because I'm not going to make it in, or two days a month, and I have no idea when it's going to flare up. Are you going to say that in an interview as well? Are you going to disclose that to a potential employer? Well, no, but I think... I, well, okay, so I would say, um, 
you're probably not gonna say I have a bad back and it's gonna and it's just gonna cause me to miss like one or two days a month or whatever. I think I call um, it a dicky back. But yeah, I could yeah. see somebody saying like, oh, you know, like I have like X Y Z and but I, I'm you know see my doctor and we have ways of managing it. Now, I think what I was gonna say part of like the issue is that I don't know if culturally um, we are at the place where we still sort of view mental health in um, in the same way so if somebody's like well I, I sometimes suffer from bouts of like depression or anxiety you know but I have these I'm you know I'm I see a therapist or like whatever psychiatrist or whatever um, and I have ways of managing it that's different but even if somebody says that I think overall we're so uh, we have so much less um, like knowledge and familiarity with mental health in general that like it seems scarier because it's like I don't I don't know what that means I don't know what you're doing I don't know right like it's as opposed to like well I have like high blood pressure and I and I take this and this or whatever and I exercise regularly and I keep it in check you know um, it's it's different because I don't think. Again, we, I just don't think um, in our culture we've reached a place where we are as comfortable or familiar with mental health concerns and issues. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's sort of what I was thinking of when you were kind of mentioning it. So, so it's funny that you, that you bring up the, the, the interview or, or when you divulge that kind of information because it is. It, to me, it seems a lot like as an employer, it seems a lot the same as, um, you know, I'm allergic to these certain things or I have these medical conditions that we have to be aware of is we did hire, we hired somebody who had acute PTSD and he had to completely divulge the situation to me. And I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what the impact was going to be for us. Um, and, and maybe we're a different situation. Like the hiring process for us was maybe slightly different, but that meant a lot of things for him and for us. And his, his PTSD was caused uh, from being a veteran of the Afghan war. So he was there and he would say loud noises and different situations will trigger this for me. And I'm like, I'm fully shut down. And he was like hardworking, normal, 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 normal person. And something would trigger him and he would shut down. He'd have to go. Like you yelling at him. <laughs> like when I freaked out and yelled at the guy, he would just cower. No, but like he he would shut down and he would have to leave. And it might be a day, it might be two days. So what does that do to you as so, an employer? Okay, so as but this is but is that the conversation? Because as an employer, you're like, well, what do I do with this? Because he's a good guy, I want to employ him, but like I gotta keep going. Got work to do. Need you here. It's construction. But this is this is a huge component of what we're talking about. We're talking about that is, is that not a mental health thing? This is a condition. This is a mental health condition. He is in a position where he has something diagnosed by a doctor, mm -hmm. and there is a full shutdown point where he needs to just be gone. Is it different than him getting a cold though? Like if I get oh, a cold man. and I call in and I'm off for two days. We've had this conversation. If I have to be off, does it matter what the reason is? I need to be off. I don't. Yeah, I kind of think that. I, I worked with somebody once who said to me, I was about to give a reason for asking for a day for a day off from a boss. And he said, no, 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 no. 
It's none of his business why you want Friday off. If you want Friday off, you can either have Friday off because it works in the schedule, or you can't have Friday off because it works in the schedule. So are we getting off topic of mental health? Are we getting into employment standards? Or is this part and parcel? Well, I think what, it, what it's getting at is the whole idea of like showing weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So that's, that's what I, I, I continually go back to and start throwing around because it just it's something that I can't get over that hurdle of as an employer as a friend as someone who is working collaboratively with someone it's like if someone says to me I struggle with this and you might see you know the effects of it come out that could be something that would make me question working with that person. And I don't know if that's just my insecurities coming out because I think that's how people would treat me if I said that. Because my biggest struggle when I was going through my issues was I don't want people to know because it scares me how they might view me. Yeah, because you how what were Go ahead, Daryl. Um, what was your concern that they would view you as? My concern was that they would rather have someone other than me. And I was mainly thinking of work scenarios, but... Like they would see you as like having a, like, a deficiency and they would yes. rather somebody else. Yes. I'm just struggling finding the difference. Bet- the more we're talking about this... It's exactly like any physical ailment. It's exactly like it. the way it impacts an employer is identical to any physical, physical ailment. ailment. Isn't it? It's unpre- any physical ailment is going to be unpredictable. You're going to be off for one or two days with almost no warning. What's yeah, the but, difference? But, uh, you wouldn't disclose but, I get a flu every every year. But you, you have, but when when you sink into a depression, you can be in a depression for years. Yeah, it's not like having a bum knee. Where you're like, my leg's not good. I've got a dicky back and a bum knee. <laughs> it's not like... All your body parts are in the wrong spot. Yeah, totally. Dicky back, bum knee. It, it's, it's not the same thing. It's not the same as being like, I have a bad knee. And you can visibly see, okay, the guy's knee is messed up. Like, being in a deep depression, or even a mild depression, won't necessarily show itself visibly. You might feel it every day. You might know that your interactions with your, your spouse or with your friends doesn't feel the same as it normally does. But it's there, and it affects everything, every aspect. Work is one aspect. Your production at work or your production in that aspect of your life is one thing. But it doesn't show itself the same way as a physical ailment, like a... Uh, how to put that, but like... it's Yeah, not, like if you... I, I agree. I totally agree. Like if you had, if you had to limp or if you had like arthritis or something and you could physically see it, right? But when you can't see it, like Phil's talking about, there's always like this subtle sort of like, you kind of want to call know, bullshit. Kind of think like, is that real? Yeah. You know? if, if someone's like, yeah, you know, depression. Just like, oh, mm, and I, I'm like from experience working with people like that's, I know that can sometimes be, um, some of that stigma of like, you know, people actually believing them, taking them seriously, um, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, it's the people, it, people taking you seriously and people just having that sense of fear around you, not knowing how to act around you. You're not predictable anymore. You're not predictable. People might need to tread a little lightly around you. They might need to watch what they say you're around you. You're soft now. They're, they're, you're soft. Oh, they need to build you up. Um, here's a, yeah, here, and here's like a, here's a masculine word respect like it popped in my head as you were saying that like um uh shoot I forget what you're saying there like they're they're not gonna respect what it is like you know it's sort of like okay you have that thing but like and it gets to that weakness thing it's like this like I don't know this gray area where it's like mm, they might be like okay well alright but like are they going to respect the fact that that's a legitimate it, thing? Are you going somewhere you know? like, I kind of feel like you're going to a place where, you know, you're telling a horror story about like, oh, I, I've got a bad back. I got a bad back because I framed for 13 years. Yeah. And, and like you have some war story behind the cause of it. You're kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I understand. I understand you. You're going to need a little extra. But if you're like, I've just had a really rough year and, and I'm sort of at this, this point in my life right now where... Or you might not know where it started. Yeah, I have no idea what the cause of it is, but I'm, 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 there's something that I'm struggling with. And like you said, there's, you can respect somebody or you can respect their situation if there's some sort of visible cause or some explanation behind it. It's, yeah, it's almost no, I like get you, can't, that. you can't defend an emotion. Well, I, I get that. I think what I was saying was that's that's everybody's initial reaction. You can't see it, so it's a lot harder to, to use your word, Daryl, respect it. But when you talk about it, so much of it does sound very similar to any kind of physical thing, except for, Nate, to your point that you don't know how long you know some some people have depression that lasts like you said years and it's to the point where they can't get out of bed for like a year but it and it's is awful. anxiety what's anxiety is anxiety is anxiety something that you diagnose or is anxiety a personality trait i what? think anxiety disorder is what is diagnosed cuz everybody has anxiety to different levels but i think we were talking about this the other day where i said I've heard before said, if it doesn't interfere with your day-to-day -day life, then it's not diagnosable. Is that right, Daryl? Or is that, am I even remotely close? Uh, there's probably like, yeah, there's probably like a, maybe like a rule of thumb, but there would be like different, uh, let's see. But anxiety so is something. There's like, there's like, there's like general, not, okay. I don't use the word general. There's like. You know, maybe somebody's feeling anxious or like, you know, they're feeling some sense of anxiety about something, right? Um, and that can be sort of like subjective, whatever, like whatever you want to call it. Um, maybe, yeah, like maybe feeling anxious or like really, really stressed or something like that, right? Um, but like as a disorder that's diagnosed, you have like psychiatrists and they have this whole like DSM manual and they have all these criteria that would like have different anxiety disorders so like you know um ptsd would be a type of anxiety disorder um you know like general anxiety disorder you, you know you're feeling like anxiety just about everything 
Um, they, I don't know. There's like different ones that, that they would have. And they would diagnose those, but like you could also just have like anxiety in the same way yeah, that like, like you that's could what, that's be, where like I have sort of like a depression, but not be like clinically diagnosed as like depressed. Isn't this perfect? Isn't this perfect though? When we're talking about mental health, we have no idea what it is. We've gotten as far as depression. I know. So it's just depression then. But I just wonder, like, is anxiety something that is not just something that pops up, but it's something that you live with your entire life? Yeah, I think you need to look. Uh, I have learned, I have learned to manage my anxiety, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Kind of. <laughs> Please tell me if I have. I'm anxious in saying this. <laughs> Although I don't think anxiety was really my main thing. No, so it's not. I, it's wow, you were quick. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know people close to me who anxiety was like huge and and things got to a breaking point where it was not good at all. And they found a way to, you know, they developed some coping mechanisms with help and things are better now, but there are still other ways that that anxiety comes out. And some people are just more anxious than others, like you said, and they just tend to worry about things more than other people. But I think that's probably a super simplified way of putting it. Is this, is like, like to what you were saying, Daryl, is this, is this, is it closer to accurate to say that there's a list of mental health disorders, things that are stopping you from being a productive member of society? I guess this is the question is like... You mean like to your full potential? Yeah. Are you... Does, does this thing or does this stop you from meeting your full potential? Is that what we're discussing or are we discussing this huge broad spectrum of of men's mental health that literally i think the the more we're talking about this is it's we just don't talk about it it's just not discussed yeah you don't call up your buddy and go hey man i've been really stressed for the last couple of weeks and i'm i'm feeling super anxious about the future and to be completely honest now it's gotten to the point where i can't even function you know what's you know what's cool though about the guys community i'll call it G-U-I-S-E? Yeah, G-U-I-S-E <laughs> community. I know you love spelling it. I love spelling it. Is we will call each other and we'll say that. We're starting to, yeah. No, yes. we will do that. Yeah. We'll do that. How are you doing? I'm not doing good. I, I am not doing good right now. Yeah. And we will get on the phone and we'll call each other and we'll talk to each other or we'll go out and we'll grab a drink or we'll hang some drywall in the middle of the night. Honestly? Okay, like it's, full stop. Tell, tell it. Yeah, full stop. And I don't care what the reasoning was behind it, but... What you did for me even last week was like, you know I'm in a rough spot. You know I'm freaking out. You know I'm dealing with way more than I'm even normally used to dealing with, which is unreal anyways. And without prompting, without a word, you're like, I got to get this guy's back. And it was such a tiny little thing. It wouldn't seem like a big deal at all. But I'm working late trying to keep my shit together and you show up to help me, and it's like, I, that was enough to say to me, he's got my back, I get it. And it wasn't my personal home, it wasn't something to benefit me. I'm on somebody's job site, and you show up to lend a hand. And I'm like, this guy's got my back. We don't have the bill yet. <laughs> At which point, I will ignore it. <laughs> Your dicky back. My dicky back. But, but, that's, but that is the community that, I mean, and it's, 
I would hope that that can be normal for a lot of people. But like, I knew in that moment that you understood that I'm dealing with this stuff and almost wanted to make sure I was all right. But it's not normal. It no, isn't. it's That's not the even worst remotely thing. normal because Here's a dozen a people this knew that I had to do that and a dozen people know what I'm going through and I didn't get nothing from them. Yeah, not that I expected. How amazing that you had 11 other people that knew about it. Like, I think a lot of times what guys deal with is they don't even have another guy that they feel close enough yeah. that they could talk to about this. That's true. And like, if we go back to that article, the difference between guys and girls in that article jumped out at me as like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way that this affects women and the way that it affects men is very different. And so I think, and I think that's where this is important for us to be having this discussion. And I know that some of the critique we might get is why don't we have a women, a woman's voice in this, you know, circle. Cause it's called but, guys. Cause I'm just going to nip that right <laughs> in the bud. No, but I mean, it's, it, it is different how we relate to each other than how we would relate to our wives or girlfriends or women that we're friends with. Like that is a whole other topic. It, well, it is. It is. I, I th- but I think it's an important one because I think I think for guys who are married who drop the line of like, well, I talked to my wife about this. I don't need to talk to my friends. That's good. I don't know if that cuts it. No, I get that. Okay, so from the wait, wait, wait can I? I was gonna yeah. The floor is yours. Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to remember. What oh the, gosh, you don't you ask interrupt the floor, me Daryl, and then it? drop it. Come on, Daryl. Uh, we're gonna have to edit this now. Um, <laughs> hold on. No, okay, okay, I remember now. Um, okay, this yeah. is where I this think, is going um, out live. TikTok. The differences with the community is that. Um, sorry, whenever I start talking, it cuts you guys out. I didn't. I missed the joke. We're just laughing at you. There's no joke. Nice. Okay. I'm joke. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, so, um, okay. I think there might be other guys, maybe lots of guys, that might be in a similar situation to what you were in, Phil, and would have a buddy maybe show up and, like, help out. But they're never going to talk about it. They're just going to, like, quote-unquote, no. You know? I needed I needed somebody there. He showed up, and, and, we're, and we're good. But I think what's different about what we're witnessing and experiencing um in this guy's community, you know, and I think what we've been kind of experiencing with our friends recently is now we're actually talking about it and like, um, having the conversation so that we know. So now like, I know why you showed up and you know that I know why you showed up. It's not just a fist bump. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? It's like, okay, now we know as opposed to like, well, like I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know why he showed up, you know. Um, I think the conversation is really important. And I think it shows that, like, there's, um, which is also really important in these conversations, that there's, like, a sense of safety to be able to, like, bring this stuff up. Which I think is another interesting topic to bring up with, quote-unquote, guys you know, this idea of like needing safety because like we're supposed to be super tough and not need safety, but it actually shows that we actually do need it because we don't have these conversations very much. Okay. That's a good, that's a kind of a good segue. I have a, I have a buddy who's currently separated from his wife. It's getting to the point where they're getting a divorce. It's not a question like maybe there's going to be a divorce. Like there's a divorce coming. And if 
if if your friend came to you, this is good. If a friend came to you and said, "Look, we're getting separated. We're likely to get divorced because I've had this conversation now." Is your gut reaction to like sit down with the guy or ask hard questions and really get into it and figure out how you can support him? Or is your gut reaction to sort of like kind of bro fist it and have a beer and just make sure he's okay? Just make sure he doesn't slip. I think that's my gut reaction is just to hang out. I think that's what I I was taught. I agree. Up, was like, just be there. Just yeah. be there for the guy. Just hang out. Make make him feel okay. That's not okay. That's not okay, though. It's not right? good enough? Is that what you're saying? I don't think it's good enough. I think you might be right. I think you should be able to challenge. I mean, obviously, I haven't a clue about what the specifics of this situation no. that you're talking about. But I think you need to be in a good enough spot. Or you, you would like to be in a good enough spot where you could challenge somebody i guess would that be a more honest discussion that'd be a more real discussion but isn't that isn't that part don't you think that's a a part of this discussion don't you think that's a part of we haven't really touched on what happens what happens in in a community like in this case we have a community that feels safe that you can be if if i was to be like straight up guys i'm i'm right on the cusp of losing my my shit and you guys digging in and asking that question, we have a community that you could that you would say is safe to do that. Not safe to not have it recorded. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's recorded. It's going to be on tape. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be recorded. And it's going to be exposed to the world. Yeah, probably. With or at least you know, the world or, you know, 32 people. I think we hit 36 last month. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that that being the benchmark of... Once you feel comfortable enough or if that stigma is far enough down the line that you can say, I, I used to think I was just anxious, but I'm getting to the point now where I understand that it's, it's a conflict for me to have somebody beside you to say something more than it'll be all right. You'll be okay. Yeah, because sometimes we're not going to be okay. Right? And I think then what? Confront, you got to confront that discussion, don't you? If you just always come up with, it's going to be okay, you'll be fine, you know, you're going to make your mortgage payment, and you're going to make it to next month, and then everything will seem better in the morning. If you use that stuff, I don't know if you're being fair every time. Because sometimes it's not going to be okay in the morning. Sometimes it's worse the next day. But to be able to go to that place with your buddy, like, you have to be able to go to that place with yourself. And, you know, we... (laughs) I don't know. I, I think this kind of touches on like a. Hold on, sorry. My dehumidifier just turned on. Hold on, sorry. Got this. What did he say? What did he just say? His dehumidifier. Sorry. We're not cutting that. We're gonna. That's gonna show your unprofessionalism. This is this the is lack of preparedness. Dang this, it. Is, this is ridiculous. We specifically said all right. unplug all noisy. Appliances Cut. prior to beginning take recording. Take seven. <laughs> <laughs> take, take, check, check. Naked, splice here. Okay. Um, no, but like, I think this kind of touches on a bit of, um, you know, part of the thing is like, guys, is that as we grow up, we're socialized um, sort of away from a lot of our emotions um, because they're not like masculine, um, they're weak. 
emotions, right? And um, I think what ends up happening is then when we get older and like we find ourselves in these situations, um, we're a lot of times we don't necessarily have the the, the skills um, you would need to really like have those conversations with with our buddies because you know um, we don't have the same experience with our emotions or it being acceptable for us to like experience those emotions um, as we're growing up and like becoming guys. So um, yeah, I think, I think sometimes that's part of like the thing too, in like the socialization of boys and men and guys and whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting though, because if we're saying that just hanging out isn't good enough, we are not professionals. So is talking any better? What am I giving you by talking about this? And what am I allowing you by talking about it? Like, is that any better? What am, what, how is that helping? Is talking good enough? You is think, what I'm saying. Wouldn't you think that the, the talking, the discussion of it, it helps to the realization that maybe it's not okay? Because I think yeah, that's, that's the whole part of the conversation is that we're talking about it now and it's become a conversation piece because it's not just something that you sweep under the carpet. It's that admitting that maybe something's wrong? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's but it's not also, easy at all. Wait, it's also um, because if, if you don't talk about it and you just do the like, you know, whatever, bro, fist pump that Phil's talking about, have a beer and whatever, and you don't actually talk about it, you don't actually go to like the what's really happening is the reality is you are then alone in your situation and that's why talking about it is where you don't necessarily always need a professional but like i think a lot of people seek out professionals because they do feel alone because they can't actually like connect with another person on the thing that they're actually going through and so, but if, but if you can, and you can have that conversation, however it goes, if it's messy or if it's like, you know, whatever, at least you're not alone in feeling that, you know, that like your friend now knows, and you guys have like talked about it, if that makes sense. And he's never going to call you again because now he thinks you're a freak. <laughs> you freak. You freak. <laughs> but, but, and, and that's actually, it's funny because you get into another place of like being very careful to not be a self-diagnoser or having somebody who's trying to like yeah. work on you when it's like, no, 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 I don't, I don't need a resolution to this. I'm just trying to get it out in the air. But I think to, to your point or to your question, even to what you were saying, Daryl, is once it's out there, like you could be sitting thinking, this isn't good whatever this feeling is, wherever I'm at, isn't normal. This isn't good. And that's all it is. That's just a thought. Mm -hmm. Until it gets said out loud and in front of somebody else, then it becomes real. Then it becomes a conversation. Then it becomes something that you're discussing outwardly. Then now it's a discussion topic. Now it's, well, how did you get to that point? Or what is this leading you to? I have a not, not super, super close friend, but I have somebody who is in a community that I was a part of that had just recently committed suicide. And it has, they've found out now that it may be can, a, a part of CTE. So he was a professional athlete. Uh, uh, it's the, um, it's the whole NFL thing that they've been talking about lately about concussions. Like a brain trauma. Yeah, being related to a damage in, in, internally in the brain that's causing 
these guys to act this way, a lot of professional athletes, guys that have taken many hits. But people around him, once it happened, saw all of these different signs. He was becoming withdrawn. He was becoming not like himself. He was becoming depressed. And like dozens of people were seeing this, but no one was saying anything. No one was saying, like, what's going on? Why, why aren't you yourself lately? And is that all it takes? Is that all it takes is somebody to be like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but, like, you're not okay tonight. I know you're not okay. When we first sat down, you're not okay. Maybe you're okay now. But, like, if we laugh that under the carpet. Like, oh, you don't seem like yourself. Maybe it's a bigger thing. You're talking about Jerry, right? Yeah, I'm talking okay. specifically. Till what? Yeah, I. Oh, okay. If you can call someone on it, that's huge. Um, one of the comments on our Facebook page was to do with uh, checking up on your friends. Just see how they're doing. Even just a simple text message, right, can make a huge difference. Because it shows that person that you are thinking about them and that you care about them. Obviously, you can't just be texting and calling your friends randomly just to see how they're doing all the time. But if you know someone's going through a rough patch, you got to try to bring up your level of awareness, right? Don't you? But in the world that we're now in where everybody's hyper-connected at all times, we're as disconnected as we've ever been. Maybe. I don't know if that's true. I kind of think it is. Oh, yeah. You, do you no, agree with no, that? No, I, I don't know if it's true either. I agree with you. But I think the way we use the tools allows us to distance ourselves from people when we choose to. But I think about what we've been trying to do yeah. because of all these tools yeah. we talk like every day yeah yeah hmm. not not quite every day but we talk all the time and it's it doesn't feel like a distance daryl do you get to talk do you get to talk to nathan every day because yeah. oh. facetime fridays yeah. facetime fridays but i will say that i will say this that like um like i have <laughs> very little free time and i make sure that i try to like carve out most of my Fridays for FaceTime Friday for sure. Oh, get out of here! Pretty sweet. But I was gonna say, I was gonna say this. I think that um, te- all technology does um, is simply magnify whatever's already there. So I think what people are actually experiencing is um, not that like technology is is making them more disconnect. I think technology is just showing how disconnected they already were, or. Like, on the flip side, if they were already connected, technology is just showing how connected they are. It's just magnifying it. I have another um, comment to make around technology. Oh, do we I need think, another roundtable? No, I know. And I, I, <laughs> no, I know who cares? We're it's running fine. out of time here. Yeah. But I think technology could be another thing that's pushing more people into mental health issues. Because well, the, we do need another roundtable. Yeah. That's a whole thing around the facade that you create. Yeah. Mental health 2.0. I mean, you can do a or mental health roundtable 2.0. Yeah. But I do think as much as it's bringing us together with people, it's also pitting us against one another. And I think that there's a lot of comparisons and things that are drawn contest. towards other men and where we didn't, we only had to deal with the guys we were hanging out with in person before. Now Which I was fine with. Now you're trying to be better than everyone else. Mm. And that causes that facade to go up even more. That, that idea that everything's okay. And not only is everything okay, but look at how good I am. 
But I will routinely delete my Facebook account and Twitter account. <laughs> well, I'm not secure enough. It's our head of social media talking. It's yeah, it true. <laughs> but zero dark Jerry lives. Yeah. Uh, we're going to wrap this up, but what I want to do is I want to go around the table. It is a round table. Round, it's a roundish it's actually, table. Actually, it's got flat sides with round I think ends. we came up with that concept of calling this a round table on our own. My laptop is sitting on a TV tray. (laughs) (laughs) Phil, last last comment here as we sort of wrap things up. If you have a closing comment. And a pass is an acceptable answer. And your Twitter Twitter handle. I feel like you want me to pass, which is sad. Uh, So Phil's a pass. So Daryl. No, I'm not a pass. No, I think... I think think the comment that I've got to make is that I think as... Specifically, men's mental health is becoming more a mainstream thing. It's unlocking a whole new area that we're delving into that we don't know the specifics of. And we, we're, we're starting to have a conversation, which is good, but it's a long way away from being clear. Yeah, I think I agree. We don't know enough about this. No. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say, like, um, I guess my parting thought... Um, you know, maybe like if like for guys out there that are listening to this and sort of like, yeah, like what is mental health? What, um, you know, and it seems like sort of like this, like just fuzzy thing that people talk about. Um, you know, for me, I think it's I kind of look at it sometimes like, um, you know, there's a lot of things that we do to maintain like our physical health. You know, and we may not have like, you know, a, a serious disease or we may not have like a serious condition or whatever, but we, there's certain things that we do in order to like stay healthy. And I think like sometimes that can be maybe like a helpful way to approach it that like there's um, some things that you can do um, to just like try to um, keep your, your mental, your emotions, your psyche, whatever, just to keep it healthy um and that it's and it doesn't have to necessarily be like something really serious it's just like um i don't know i don't know if that makes sense at all maybe you just want to cut that part but um <laughs> but just looking at it like you know in the way that like um you know some people like just like go to the gym and they like keep fit there's like you know you can also look at your mental health that way of just like things that you could do to just stay just to stay fit mentally and emotionally, that kind of thing. Let's go, sure. I think for me, oh, we don't use last names on this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think for me, uh, I talked tonight a lot about like kind of questioning what it is and what mental health is, and is it sort of like something that we're making up because we're talking about our feelings more and more. But after reading that article, and seeing some of my friends and also seeing this side of myself is the seriousness of mental health. Um, like we're talking about guys committing suicide because of mental health. Uh, so for me, like a, a parting thought would, would be take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, like Phil was kind of talking about when, when he was saying whatever he was saying. No. Uh, what, like, like Phil was talking about when he talked about, like, you know, I could, 
at, at some points I could be on like a tipping point of like dropping into a depression. That's a serious thing. And like, if you, if you do tip into that sort of dark zone, it could be really hard to climb out. Mm-hmm. So take it seriously. And if you do sort of feel like something's maybe off or wrong, maybe talk to one of your buddies as hard as that could be, or talk to someone professional or something like that, because you don't know where this could lead. And just reading like the stats. Yeah. Like, was that insane? That blew me away. Yeah. That's not good. So parting thought, seriousness of mental health issues with men. Jerry. Yeah. Well, okay. Wait, can I just, can I, Jump in there before Jerry like, like to go. finishes okay. off Gosh, again. Terrell, you had your parting thought. <laughs> no, what I really we have yeah, literally dozens of listeners now. You're letting something down. I was gonna say earlier. It was something I was gonna say earlier, and I forgot about it. Um, and I, I forget if the article touched on it. Um, but because it was talking about like the differences between men and women in suicide. And I know one of the stats, and sometimes the things that get, uh, sometimes don't get communicated as much is um, that um, there's higher um, rates of like, uh, like attempts of suicide by women. But one of the, one of the things that they show is that um, men are actually more likely to um, succeed or complete suicide than um women are in their attempts which i think goes to nathan's point about um the seriousness of it um that like because we don't talk about it um because we kind of just bottle it up and kind of like try to shrug it off and and go with the flow and because we don't actually ever mention it to somebody else and we feel more isolated and more alone the longer we go with it um then yeah, for whatever reason, guys are actually more likely than to um, to go through with it, which I think is actually should be more, um, I guess, yeah, to Nathan's point about it being taken seriously. Um, so I like that. Uh, anyways. That was, that was, that was better than your other parting thought. I am often thinking about somebody once... Um, described somebody to me as a really good audience. And what she meant by that was she was talking about um, an older woman that I had a huge amount of respect for, and she was able to sit in front of somebody who would sing a song to her, and she would completely give her attention to that person. And if you've ever been in a situation where you're in a small, very small venue, like three, four people, like a family gathering where somebody breaks out a guitar and they sing a song and they give it everything they've got. Yeah. 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 That is the worst. It is not easy to be a good audience and to be um, to be a uh, an open to, to be open to the what that it's person's easier giving to mock. you. It's way easier way to mock. Way easier to mock. It's way easier to look in the corner. It's mm-hmm. easier to say, I suddenly have to go to the bathroom really bad. But if you are able to be that person that somebody can open up to, if you just look at them and say, I don't get what you're saying, or I can't understand what you're saying, but let's keep talking. If you're able to be that person who can listen mm-hmm. without looking away, without solving without trying to fix it without just be there for that person and just talk to that person and just listen to what they have to say and it's totally okay to not understand Mm -hmm. and it's totally okay to not have an answer but 
if we can be better at, I mean, we've talked a lot about make sure you talk to people, mm -hmm. but if you're not, if you don't have somebody you can listen to, then you're going to be, it's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. So try to make the effort to say, Hey, how you doing? And instead of just getting off, like letting the person get away with saying, yeah, I'm good. Just, just saying, uh, I'm hey, not you dealing with some stuff last yeah, how week. Do you, how do you, you had a crappy week. So how are you? And, and for that person to say, I'm not good. That should be a good sign that you've got something good going. So really try to do that. Really try to uh, be there for your friends and for your guys. I think that's my quote. G-U-I-S-E. G-U-I-S-E. Yeah, I love that, Jerry. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for being here tonight. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope we were able to further confuse the issue that is <laughs> mental health. If nothing else, I hope uh, this just helps people feel comfortable talking about it. So thank you very much to people that posted on our Facebook page. Thanks to our listeners, and you'll hear more from us soon. With that, guys out. Is that a new thing? Guys out? Guys out. Can you do like a one, two, three break? Um, is there a mic we can drop around here? Yeah? Which one can we drop? Which, Which one? is the old mic? Phil's mic? Which one? My mic? Just drop it. We're going to drop that mic. Ready? Not too high, though, because these are expensive. Nice and low. Yeah, like an inch. Okay, here's the mic drop. Okay, ready? Oh, good. Guys out. Daryl, thank you.